Her corset structure and insightful is not difficult to follow through. Most importantly, she is supportive and she's also willing to impart her knowledge outside the premises of the course. So if you are a mom and you want to start a new business or you already have something, uh, you should really go check her out because she could jolly well be your go-to person. Hi, I'm Michelle Hahn and I've built multiple six-figure online businesses from home that offers the financial freedom for me to do what I want, when I want. And most importantly, it allows me to be available for my children whenever they need me. And let me tell you that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for our successes. So how do you build a thriving business from home and impacting thousands from around the world? This is the Chill Mamba Show. Hey there, what's up? This is Michelle. And if you're wondering who's that person at the very start of the episode, that's Esther, who was a student of my Mamba School program. And she's currently a member of our Momentum Monthly Coaching. Esther is also the host of the Parent Thing podcast. So um, this episode idea came about when a listener wrote in and said, Hey, Michelle, you know, she was saying, like, I hear bits of pieces about you in your interview with others on your podcast, but I never get to hear your full story. I don't think enough people know your story, so would you please record one where you talk about your journey, um, your low points, your struggles, setbacks, and all that stuff. So it's been playing on my mind, right? So I'm thinking, how am I going to just sit down and just talk and talk about myself? And that's also like that, that, that doubt asking, do people really want to hear that? So then it pops into my mind that I do talk about my story a lot, right, when I go on other people's podcasts. So here you go. This is an episode where I am in the interviewee seat answering questions that Esther had for me. Uh, I hope it's not just an entertaining story, but there's a lot of value there to give you some context of what I was going through, why I started my business from home, how I overcame like self-doubt, and how maybe you might be going through something similar to that and hope that it could help you as well. And of course, if you're pregnant at the moment, please make sure to check out Esther Yap. She's the founder of Bump to Baby Antenatal Course, uh, where she teach expecting parents what to do, and how to get through the early days of motherhood without a helper or confinement nanny. She just gave birth to her third child, and she is a living proof of what she teaches that it can be done. So she's amazing, Esther is amazing, and to see her growth, the growth of her business has just been extraordinary to me. It makes me feel so fulfilled that I've known Esther. So thank you, Esther, for sharing this 
interview with our, our audience and save me time from having to record a brand new episode, right? So without further ado, let's roll that tape. I'm really very happy and very excited today to have this very special guest. Uh, she, she has left me a pretty good impression, I would say, because uh, I was really struggling with like thinking what I should do, the next step for my business and stuff like that. And I was really looking for someone to help me. And I tried asking some people, and obviously they rejected me. But she was someone that I texted, and then she replied me. She was totally fine to have a chat with me. She didn't send a bill to my house. So I'm really very happy. And I think she's really one of the most genuine and I think really, really smart uh, lady that I have known. She is a mommy of three. She is a former model. She has many successful businesses before, but now she is the founder of Mom Boss Academy, and she is none other than Michelle Horn, and we all know her as the Chill Mom. So I realized that a lot of my friends they actually do follow you. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you know that? Thank you. <laughs> I, I was also quite shocked, you know, because I had to go and do like some of my due diligence. And I realized that they do follow you. So I think they're going to be quite excited. And uh, I always have one question when I actually sort of like discovered you. Because mm. I don't really used to like go find out like what are other people doing. Mm. Then when I discovered you, I'm so also, I always just thinking and I always wanted to ask you like, are you actually really a very chill mom? <laughs> oh, <laughs> because I'm not. <laughs> because I'm not so I'm like, hmm. To that name, right? When I started my blog, like I'm terrible with naming. I was like gonna call myself this, like, uh, what do you want to call myself? Like, uh, domestic goddess in trading, <laughs> something like that. Something super duper long that, like, um, kind of like describe myself at that time. But um, I've always been a very chill person. I've always one that like, why worry about tomorrow? Just do it, right? Um, so my husband was like, you're very chill. So I've been very chill throughout my pregnancy. I'm quite chill when the baby comes. It's like, you should call yourself a chill mom. I'm like, that's like a nice ring to it. Okay, so let's, yeah, let's just use that as a blog name. But am I really chill? I think, I don't think that I'm really chill. But when I do go out with my friend and they're like, oh, I can see, yeah, you are really very chill. <laughs> it's not because I'm like super easy going with my kids. Like if you're my kids, they know that I'm, I'm actually the disciplinarian. I'm very stern around them. It's just I'm chill because I'm very clear on what's right and what's wrong. So you can, this is your boundary. This is what you can do. So like um, things like, uh, let's say you don't uh, immediately clean up, that's fine by me. Like, or you want to play by the side or whatever, just, just go, right? Um, um, but they're also very clear about what my, what, what are my no-nos? I really communicate that with them. Like, don't interrupt adult when we're talking. Um, clean up before you move on to something else. But if you're still playing, you're like super duper messy, I'm totally chill with that. So I think having that boundary and being knowing that what can be done and what cannot be done, so that's kind of like, I have this chill gap in between that's like, okay, anything goes. Like you're not uptight on everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. You just summarize what I just like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, I mean, how is it like, because your children are actually more grown now. They are not like young children like mine. So comparing to like the earlier days of motherhood, it's definitely more chill now, right? Or like you are also very like 
uh, like homework because a lot of people they say like it's different kind of stress. Yeah, and yeah. Like when they were much younger, it's so much easier. Yeah, I think at different stages, it's different challenges, right? When they're younger, you're just like, I'm just focused on keeping them alive. Making sure they sleep enough, making sure they eat enough, and they're growing, they're fine, you know? Um, now that they're older, um, I'm also not that fast about homework. I make them sort of like be responsible on their own on, in terms of homework. And if they don't do the homework, they're like, Mommy, on Sunday night, like, you know, one day my daughter told me, oh, I haven't done my homework, i got to stay out and do I'm like, no, you go to bed. Because your bedtime is 8.30, you got to go to bed at 8.30. Tomorrow morning, you just tell your teacher, I didn't do my homework, it's your responsibility, it's not mine. So I need to teach them like being accountable at their age. So it's like they don't bring anything to school. I'm not the kind of parent who would like bring it to them if they don't bring it or they think they don't do their homework. It's like it's on you, it's not me. Um so yeah, so uh, I'm curious like how the story goes. Like yeah. what happened to her the next So she started crying. <laughs> okay, 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 then you quickly do and then like yeah, so she went to bed around nine. Yeah. Yeah, so you see, I'm not like that chill. I do have my kind of like, you know, the drawing line. This is not what you do. You go and tell your teacher. But I think like children, they have this like different image in front of the teacher they need to uphold. So she, yeah. No, I guess they're also, I'm sure that there will be some level of discipline, right? If you don't do your homework or like you don't hand it up. For me? For my side? For me, like in school, like. So I think oh yeah, I don't know. Let, let the teacher deal with it lah. That's the reason I send them to school, right? <laughs> <laughs> the teacher will call you, right? If, if it's no, no. I haven't, I haven't gotten any calls either. So like my primary schooler, she's been in like primary two now. She she never had any problem with homework. She'll just take it out. She'll just do it. I mean, there are times I'm like, do you need to do it? Have you done your homework? She's like, oh yeah, I haven't. So I'm like, let me. You do it yourself. If I have to ask again, you haven't done it, okay, you lose your phone privilege for the weekend because they only get the phone during the weekend. So like now they're like, okay, I'll do it. So during that time when uh, Lauren was going to uh, primary school, did you mm. know volunteer? No. <laughs> she just sent her to like the nearest school around. Yeah, I just sent her to the nearest school. Moving. Is she still going to be near school? Yeah, it's going to be, well, we are still within the city area, so um, it will be further, but yeah, she's still going to the same school. Um, it's also because she was in the dragon year, and because we're not Singaporean, we're PR, so she has no chance, absolutely no chance in getting into the better, like, further away school anyway. So this school is, like, within 10 minutes walk, which is perfect, it's easy to get into. I'm just like, okay, just make sure she gets into. My belief is that if she's smart, she's smart, she will get into a better secondary school on her own, right? If she's just not academically inclined, why would I want to put her in a situation where she just feels like she is not that good at the start, right? If you just put her with all the ex like excellent student elite school and she would just have this yeah. low self-esteem young. But if she just goes to an like average school and she's like kind of average and kind of top of her class, then she has this like self-confidence in young. So I think that's kind of like a bit of like a false belief that you, you, you built in. <laughs> but all good, right? It's positive. Then, then yeah. Okay. So is she adapting well? Like, is she, is she like what you say, like average and she's sort of like top? No, I think she's actually one of the top students in class. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you know, um, 
class monitor straight away. Within three days of school, her teacher would tell me, this one, she's, she's good, lah. she's fine, she's fine. Do you see your daughter, like, uh, especially the eldest one, following your footsteps? Like, were you like that as well in school? The monitress, you know? No, I'm not. I've, I've always done well in school. Like, I, I, I'm a straight A student without putting much effort in, but I'm never the, 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 the prefect or, uh, class monitor and like, I'm, I'm super naughty in school. Yeah, I don't tell my children that. <laughs> I know that, uh, she, she was also the one who started her business, right? Yes, yes, she's also the one who started her business. Is she still doing it? Yeah, she is. She is. Yeah, on weekends. Like, I, yeah, she doesn't have her access to her phone, right? So, um, yeah. So she only answers the inquiries and sending out uh, uh, the products on weekends. She only gets to work on it on weekends. So, so when she told you that she wanted to start the business, or you you tell you 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 encourage her like, why don't you make it like into a business since you are like so into flying? Uh no, it wasn't like that at all. So she actually wanted an iPad, and we're like. Even though yes, I can buy you an iPad, I want you to earn earn for it. Like, what do you want to do? So she, like, I think since last year, she's always wanted a business. So she wanted, like, I think she saw all these like videos on YouTube where people in the US will start a lemonade stand, and she wants to start a lemonade stand at a like like downstairs where we're building it. So I'm like, in Singapore, you're not allowed to do that. You need a proper license. And she's like, okay, how can I get a license? Like, she's really serious about it. So I'm like. No, I don't think we should do lemonade. Like, think about something else. So she has like, I think for the past one year, she had many ideas, and but we just felt like she was, you know, she was into it. She was not into it. She changed her mind, and then so, um, and then one time she bought this like huge set of beads, you know, like those beads that you can make bracelets. So I'm like, hey, you got all these sets of beads. You already made enough for yourself. Why don't you start selling to your friends? So the very next day she went to school, she just asked a friend whether they want to buy it. And then she came back and like, Mommy, I got some orders. And then she, I think she made like 12 bucks or something. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after that, she's like, you know, Mommy, I want to sell something that makes people happy. Like your bracelet, they just can't wear it and then they do nothing with it. Like, I think slime would be fun. So she started like researching on her, oh, I wanted this on, oh, I don't like okay, are you really sure? Are you really, really sure, right? And then she's like, yes, I want you to. So we're like, okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to pre-sell. We're not going to make a huge batch of slime and then not knowing how to sell it. I want you to just maybe do a couple, put it on Instagram, post it out. You know, you can kind of like, mommy can share it for you, but you manage your own account. Um, and yeah, and then so she started posting and then, yeah, there are people who are kind enough to, to support her and it's like maybe about a month in, now into the business, she made about more than, slightly more than $500. Nice. That's not bad. <laughs> you, 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 you're, you're making money as an investor, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like, okay, you need to pay me back before the money go into your bank. She's like, oh, how, how much money am I? Mommy, write it down, write it down. I'm like, every time, okay, I'm like, postage, huh? this is my money, this is like your cost, you need to pay me back before you get to keep the profit in. She's like, okay, okay, okay. Do you think she was like, just like, inspired by you? I think so. It's funny, like, she knows, like, things about automation, funnels. She'll ask me about funnels. Um, she'll ask me about, oh, mommy, uh, you know, you, uh, you have a webinar, like, you know, 100 people, 120 people sign up. She'll watch, like, all my stories and stuff. And she's like, 
So how do they know the link to your Zoom webinar? Mm-hmm. You ask question like that. So I'm like, uh, I send them email. Like, so you automated email, is it? You cannot be sending them one by one. I'm like, yes, it's set up automated. That's reminded email. It's like, okay. So is that like a funnel? I'm like, how do you know about funnels? It's like, I hear you say it all the time. So yeah, I think she is getting like, getting rubbed off a little bit, seeing what I do. Um, and yeah, and she's like, so mommy, can I set up automation for my message? Since all this message in my email, I'm like, what? You don't have that many messages yet. You don't need automation. Like, serve your customer one by one first. <laughs> She's a very smart girl. Huh? <laughs> so with all these parental duties, mm. like, uh, how do you even manage creating your own income, especially during the early years of parenting? Because I know you also uh, started a business. Mm. When you were like a first-time mommy. Yeah. So, well, it really all started from the blog. You know, I was just a... Um, so I gave up my F&B business to be a stay-at-home mom, and I found myself not having an income, and that, that sort of like gave me kind of like a bit of like an insecurity that I'm not earning my own income and um, relying on my husband 100% financially, and I feel like a bit purposeless, right? You know, you wake up and like, oh, what do I do for today? All I have to think about is like, meal planning and where to get my ingredients from. So I found that really mundane. So I'm like, okay, so maybe I should start a blog just at least so that I can learn something and kind of like pour out something like, you know, a, a bit more of like an adult interaction instead of like Google Gaga with this newborn baby. So I started the blog, but I think um, I got into it really pretty fast. I'm pretty sure that, hey, this is not just a hobby blog. Mm-hmm. I want to try to monetize this. And then, yeah, so then I started studying from others. And um, it wasn't until I I bet on myself and I attended this um, sort of business slash personal branding course um, that my, I can see that my business really took off, that I sort of set my my blog apart from all the other mommy blogs out there. I mean, this is back in 2012, 2013. There's still lots of mommy blogs. Lots of people still reading blogs. But I felt like I wasn't going anywhere and um, I was only being offered like $80, $100 for a blog post. And I'm not really a good writer either, you know. I, it takes a long time to write, actually. And um, it's just not worth my time. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so since then I know how to like package myself up, package my my expertise up to become a, a product, that a product-type service that I can offer to people, and that alone also set me apart as a, um, sort of like an expert blogger instead of just like another mom blogger, and I'm able to charge more for um, sponsored posts on my blog post as well, mm-hmm. even though my my viewership wasn't that high at that point, um, and also because I think like going really niche and knowing like the right way to blog, like what is it you're supposed to write about and how do you brand yourself and all that really helps in, um, yeah, like building awareness, like the press gets to know you and then they will cover you and then that brings in more viewership and more people get to know you and yeah, it just over time, it builds over time. I can't say like a lot of people like to ask me, oh, so how did you build your following? Did you have a huge following? Just like... It's over a long time, baby. I've done a lot of things. I can't pinpoint one time that's like, whoa, I did something and I grew by 20,000. It wasn't like that at all. It's just like gradually, yeah. 
there's lots of like different ways that I run, you know, how do I even quantify that, right? Yeah. Okay. So there's actually a lot of like uh, social and inward pressure. I feel like there's a certain level of stress, uh, expectations on females that they are required like to work and mm-hmm. also to take care of their children now, especially mm-hmm. because the standard of living is quite high here. Yeah. So what, what do you think of this? Do you think so they are like overthinking? They are overly like, they overly stress themselves? Because this is like one of the main things that a lot of mummies still talk about, whether they should stay home, and if they stay home, they don't have an income, but they feel like they need to work, but they complain about their bosses. Yeah. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of um, societal pressure. Um, but you just really need to know what makes you happy, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you live for yourself, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like, you know, when I first, quit my, my business to be a stay-at-home mom, uh, an aunt of mine was telling me, you can't be a stay-at-home mom, your brain will turn mushy, you know, you'll be like, you know, you can't ever catch up with what your husband is, like, you know, work life and whatever. That did kind of like, makes me like more determined to be a stay-at-home mom and be really good at it because like... <laughs> the reason that uh, you guys decided that you would like, like sacrifice sort of and be a stay-at-home mom? Thing, right? I mean, we never really actually sat down and said, I'm going to sacrifice, you're, you're going to like, it's just more like a women, you know, we somehow we're still in the Asian society. It's like, yeah, it's just kind of like facts of life. Okay, we have a baby now, you got to stay home because, hey, I'm kidding, he's not, right? And um, at that point, actually, I think, has he started his, I think he was just um, consulting at that point. He didn't even have a like real job. <laughs> We were just consulting on like a um on a contract basis, and um so technically my my business was more secure, but for some reason it's just we never even discuss it. It's just for some reason I'm the one having to give up my business to be a stay home mom. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so that's that. And come back to your question is that at the end of the day, just know that you make the decision for yourself. Yes, they are like societal pressure. If you really need the income, you need the income. There's nothing you can do about it, right? Um, it's just that I, that's why I started Mom Boss Academy to let people know that, um, besides choosing just being a stay-at-home mom or be a working mom, working mom and have that guilt of leaving your kids at home, you have the third option of earning an income while you're at home. So I, I just want to provide that third option to people. Do you think so everybody is suitable to like do business? No, totally not, no. I mean if you're happy in your job, if you're like happy like just show up on a Monday and then don't feel guilty and just, you know, clock up at five o'clock and it works for you, it's great. You know, you are having an an uh income that you know that will come um how to say, uh Stably, stable, stable income that comes, you know, uh, consistently, that's fine. But having said that, like job security is no longer a thing as well. At any time, your company would decide to ask you, right? If given the economy or whatever, that could also be a source of stress mm-hmm. because you are not in control of your source of income in a way. But if you're secure, if you're earning enough, you're like a private banker earning $20,000 and you're not working that much, then fine, you know, don't take the risk. Be a, be a working mom. And, um, but if you're struggling, you're like, I hate my work, I really wish to build something on your own, then I would suggest maybe, yes, 
spend a few hard months, try to juggle both. Yes, you may have to lose some sleep, but get a, your business up to a level that you're comfortable to leave your job, and then you can have the best of both worlds. If only you you think you are built in for that hard work, because a lot of people I know they would tell me that you know I I do this, so they do tend come to me and tell me this. I really want to start a business, and blah blah blah, but I don't know if I have what it takes. I don't know I can put in the time. I really don't have the time. If you have all those excuses, you can let those excuses stop you. Like no one can help you if you decide that's your life and you just simply can't find the time. That's fine, right? So if you have to decide for yourself, are you willing to put in the hard work? If you're not, if you have all these excuses, my kids are still young, fine, yeah, you can do it again when you're older. But very often, I find people like that. They'll just be forever talking about it. They'll never do anything. So I salute you, Esther. You actually, you know, put it into action. You got your book almost ready. You want to start a podcast, and you're starting your podcast. It's the act of actually starting. And then continuing with it, but if you never really just put your leg out, you just have all these excuses, then you just start where you are, then stop complaining. Yeah, that's what really gets me, right? People just say I want to, but then they start complaining, blah blah blah. And it's like stop complaining if you're not doing anything about it. But I would say that it's not easy. Like I'm really, I will, I will say even until today, I'm still feeling like quite nervous, even though like I'm very near to like uh, printing my books and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like. Uh, the jitters of it because you know you do still think about like okay what's gonna happen and stuff like that but I, I'm really really like inspired by you like Thank you. that you put on and I was just thinking can I can I can I can <laughs> I mean like it's like you know you know what they say if you think you're wrong if you think you can't you can't if you think you can you can it's really how you think about it I mean of course everyone has jitters I have jitters every time I learn something oh my god anyone going to want this? Oh my God, I write this blog post or I wrote this thing. Uh, is people going to resonate? Of course, we all have all that, right? And it's a good thing that we, we, we question ourselves because we want to do better. I, I see it as a plus and not as something to, to hold myself back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm learning something again. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that your husband has always been like really supportive of you. Like you're starting a business. <laughs> is he? He is, right? Um, I wouldn't. I don't know. I think um, he is kind of like quietly supportive. He's not the kind of a, you should do it. Yes, you can. Yeah, yo, and all that. He doesn't say anything. He just leaves me alone. Like we have, we're quite liberal. Like we, we have this relationship where we we give each other a lot of freedom. We just trust each other to do the right thing, mm-hmm. um, including making their own mistakes. Okay. He never really like bust in and say you shouldn't do this or you should do this you know but he would sometimes drop hints about like what I should do but you know as wife sometimes when a husband tells what you should do like even more we're like why I should listen to you right you think I'm not good enough right so I think he knows that yeah he knows that what he should say and what he shouldn't say so he he yeah I think he quietly supportive he's not the yeah yeah you should do it yeah you can do it kind he just felt like if I he never even question me anything until I bring it up and say, hey, you know, I'm launching this, or he'll be like, hmm, yeah, I think that's a good idea, blah, 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 and that's it, and that's it, until I want to reveal more, like, but, you know, where that? only if I ask for opinion, then he will give it, if not, he doesn't butt into my business at all. That's the way I like. <laughs> so, is that, is he also, like, a hands-on that? 
Is he a hands-on dad? Um, I think he's getting better, getting better, because I think when, you know, at the start, the time dad, he doesn't really know what to help. I know that he wants to help, but he just not the immediately come in, you know, he's like, okay, uh, let me know what you want me to do, right? I'm like, if you see anything that needs to be done, just do it, right? Don't ask me. <laughs> so I think this, I think um, beginning of this year, we had a sit down and I would say, like, especially with the kids growing up, we have more en- enrichment, we have more like drop off, pick up, and it's still a lot of mental load on our moms because we have to remember every single thing and they don't. Um, so then he has kind of like offered to take on some of the role. Actually, in fact, this year he has uh, enrolled himself to be the parent volunteer in my kids. Oh. <laughs> so now we have parent volunteering. So we have, so it's him, not me. So, so he's been getting all the emails, not me, which is great. You know, we are kind of like semi-involved in the school now because he is, not me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has offered to pick them up from gym classes and, uh, yeah, but I still need to remind him uh, for yeah. some reason, even though I put it in his calendar, right? They, they will be the ones thinking like, okay, you know, my this kid needs to go for this enrichment because of this, this, this. The fathers won't really think about that. No, no. Well, we, yeah, they wouldn't until the kids ask them. Maybe he might look it up. Uh, yeah, but I still need to like put it into his calendar. We put stuff into each other's calendars a lot to remind each other. <laughs> I have just very, very long question. Okay. Okay. So... Uh, I was just thinking of a, like a little sidetrack. I remembered that uh, there was once I posted a, a very simple job opportunity on a mummy-only chat group. Mm-hmm. Like, overnight, a hundred over of them applied. Like, you know, they say, hey, you know, I'm interested, uh, PM me, and that kind of stuff. So, but after that, I realized that, that, that a lot of mummies, right, they're just very, very keen in this dream job that they will work very extremely flexible hours and they will work from home and they decide when they want to work and they just have like a, and and also the job should generally pay them well mm-hmm. so what do you think because for me as a boss i have an issue with too much fluidity so mm-hmm. i'm okay that my guys work from home mm-hmm. but i prefer them to have like a standard days that they are working so that I know when are the days that I can disturb them and when are the days yeah. to leave them alone. But yeah. I realize that a lot of mummies, like especially when they are stay home, they want to get a job but they also want so much fluidity. Like what what do you think about that? Do you agree with that? Because they feel like they have a lot of priorities that they want to give to their children. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they also want to earn money. Well, I suppose it's it's fair if they if they want to earn money, they want the the flexible hours, or at least like for me, right, with me and my team, uh, yes, I do know which day they're reporting to work. Well, most of them are full time. Um, even the part time ones, um, I do. <coughs> you do have to let them know. I mean, like even moms, you have a lot of responsibilities. You do know which day you can work at least, right? You do have kind of like some sort of like a routine. So you can say, oh, okay, so this week, uh, oh, okay, every week I work Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I think like, it's also, as an employer, just be very um, specific in the job description. In the, like, you, you can't just put flexible hours, right? You can say like three days a week, flexible hours. For me, it's like I have KPIs, 
for my team. So every start of the week, we're like, okay, we'll work on blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, so this is it. I don't care whether you work from just one hour per day. If you can just give me, you can deliver that. I don't care if you don't work for the rest of the day. It's fine by me as long as you can deliver what I asked for um, this week, what I asked for today, you know, something that is urgent. I need it today. I need it. But, of course, like, if you say if you are part-time about, you know, flexible hours, um, you can always just, you, you do have to decide on which day that they're actually working, that they're actually reachable. And I think it takes both ways, right? I mean, mom, you guys are adults. You should, like, just even though you're working from home doesn't mean you're, you you don't have to be professional. Just like you're at the, a job and an office, if you can't go into an office on time, you tell your boss. I mean, just a text these days. You don't even have to call us. Um, so I think, yeah, with the remote working, I love remote working. I, I, I built my business from home, so my team are all remote. And I think that's excellent. We save time on like travel. It's just that we lost that banter. We talk about daily. We joke. We don't have that. It's all straight business, business, business. Um, but it's also about getting things done. So if you have clear KPI for them, um, and, and of course, you know, you pay adequately, then I think you can get quality people as, because I think the appeal of having flexible hours itself would get people who would perhaps agree to working slightly under their regular pay just because they have the flexibility um, and still get the quality of work. So, it's, yeah, it's communications at the end of the day. Yeah. Anyway, at the end of the day, nobody really came for the interview. You didn't manage to hire anyone? Because uh, I, I think, I think um, for especially young moms with uh, young kids, they mm-hmm. find it really difficult to segregate, like, when is the time that I really can give to work? Mm. Even even though you're like, uh, maybe you, you you can set like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for work, but for them it's like a constant struggle if they're always looking at their child at home, right? They will always constantly feel like the the, the child needs them and stuff like that. They they just can't they just can't um in their mind they cannot they cannot have this this line. But the kids go to nap, right? Yeah, but it's difficult for some people. It's like when they nap, maybe they need to nap as well. <laughs> This, this is it's true. Yeah, for me, like if if like if people want to make something done, if you if you're serious about getting things done, you get something done, right? I mean, like you see all these young mothers, you say they don't have time and blah blah blah, but they have time to get their eyelashes done, they have time to get their nails done. So if you are serious about getting things done, you make time for it. So that's not an excuse. Your kids are young, it's not an excuse. You can work after they go to bed. Like, put them to bed early. So then you have at least the rest of the night your husband or do some work. Just, yeah, of course, you can't commit, like, oh, not 9 to 5 Monday, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Maybe just take up, say, four hours. You can carve four hours out of your day. Surely you can. And, of course, I think a lot of people, are they try to do everything themselves. They don't outsource. So if you are... If you are serious about, you know, taking on flexible work and and getting paid adequately and delivering quality work, then perhaps you should outsource your housework to a helper. 
Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, like, a lot of people are like, oh, but then I don't need a helper. You know, I, I don't I want to save that money. But think about your earning potential versus how much you would pay a helper. I totally agree with that. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Because yeah. So you need to know, like, what, what, what your time is worth. Yes. Yeah. So delegate. <laughs> so do you, do you encourage, like, uh, parents with young children, like, really, really young children to start well, I started all my businesses when my baby, like my kids are baby size. So the first one is, uh, yeah, Lauren. I started blogging. I mean, yeah, I mean, that was kind of like not really a business yet. I would say I started writing my, my, okay, I started my maternity concierge when my second child was born. Okay, so she's a baby. Um, I practically worked through my confinement with my third child as well when I launched Mom Boss Academy. Or I was working towards one boss academy. Oh, was I working on another business? I can't remember. But yeah, I think one of it is like, yeah, I was working on my book as well when when Georgia was born. It, it took a while. I mean, the writing itself. I mean, like, when you're lying down with them, you can be listening to, you can multitask. Like, you know, yeah. I've I, I done a lot of work on my bed, actually. <laughs> I mean, like, at the end of the day, do you really want to do it? If you don't, then just say you don't, right? Don't don't try. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is harder when your kids are, are, are younger, but then you will have the same excuse when your kids are older. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's so many enrichment, or oh, they've got homework that I need to sit with them. It's just about you making time. I feel like time management is like the number one thing. It's like for people who are like perpetually late, they're like, oh, but I have this, but I have this. At the end of the day, you don't know how to manage your time. Yeah. As a grown adult, if you don't know how to manage your time, you tell your that's friends who are like perpetually late? Sorry? Can you tell your friends that if your friends is Yes. Yes, I'm like, you have problem with time management. That is all. It's not because you woke up late. It's not because someone took this. It's not because the jam, right? The jam has always been there. You know that there will be jam come out earlier, right? <laughs> it's not because you have to dry your hair. It's time management. <laughs> I do tell my friends. Yeah, so some of my friends, like, they know me. I'm, like, super harsh. But you get what you get with me. I don't mean my word. I don't, I don't like, talk behind your back. I just talk in front of you. <laughs> You remind me of my elder sister. Oh, uh, I think yeah, I'm the elder, so I think it's like a eldest kind of thing, like the first child kind of thing. I feel like we need to tell every black people off or something. <laughs> I don't know. I shall not compliment. <laughs> Did you actually take out a lot of time at the initial stage, like? But but you know when you are like a first time mom, your children like the babies need to they have a lot of needs. I mean to be fair. So did you like? also sacrifice a lot of sleep when you're already sacrificing sleep when you're, you know, your, your baby's an infant. Were you, like, sleeping very, very little and, like... No. <laughs> okay, I still sleeping very little. I just, like, you know, I nurse when I need to nurse. I nurse all of them beyond one year. Wow. Um, um, yeah, I mean, like, when I'm nursing, I'm nursing on the bed, so I sleep when they're nursing. And then I can't. I don't even know when they fall asleep. And then I have naps as well. Um, it's just more delegation, I think. Like you know, I do have a helper, mm-hmm. right? My helper do help me a lot. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, I don't think I was sacrificing on my sleep. Um, I do tend to work a lot, 
like when like right now in the morning my kids are in school I'll be like at my computer and I think like knowing that I need to complete my work by this time I'm super productive because if you don't have a deadline for yourself you're like okay maybe I'll do this later oh maybe I'll do this later but if you can get a lot done in say two hours a day I truly believe that you see like people who go to work like eight hours a day, do they actually seriously do eight hours a day? You go to the pantry, you yeah, make tea, yeah, yeah. you talk to yourself. The actual productive time, if you are really like just turn off your phone, turn off all the notifications, just dial in and just do the the serious needle moving work, one or two hours a day, you can get a lot done. Yes, yes, yes. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Productivity. Yeah. I think that it's also good, like I always think that in Singapore is the like if we on, only wish we could, right? That the parents can work like four, five, six hours effective. I think that will make them actually essentially more productive. Yeah. A lot of them they go to work, they spend half an hour eat breakfast, then after they really go toilet, you know, then they go for lunch, then they come back, then they think about their lunch, they feel like they have food coma, then they have tea break. So there's a lot of like it's not so productive. It is a lot of wasted time. Yes, it is. Yeah, so I think like that's why I think a lot of company after this whole circuit breaker thing realize that people can be just as productive at home and a lot of people are like, okay, you can work from home and we can like downsize on our office rent. We don't have to have all of you coming in and and that's just a new way of, of work right now. Yeah. So now you know, if you want to start a business, it's about time management make time and I totally agree with this actually because I have friends they were like also asking me like hey how come you can spend time with your children during the weekdays you know that kind of thing so I was like oh yeah I know because if you actually you do have the benefit like if you have your own business to to spend more time with your children and but you just have to know like when when is your like productive time yeah the time slot that you give to do like things that's really really productive yeah yeah, yeah. It it just changes over time, right? Like during the school holiday, it will be slightly different. You know, you need to like sometimes take them out, and then you do the work later in the day. And um, I think the flexibility is that if you are really open about it, like um, like all my clients know that I'm a mom, I work from home, so they are flexible. I can tell them, sorry, I really cannot. Like a lot of deadlines that we think are deadline when you are being honest with people they they are they they're, they're very understandable they're like yeah i understand okay sure you know so just don't put so much pressure on yourself <laughs> like be, tell people hey i am working from home yes i have kids at home it can be rowdy the zoom call gonna be rowdy or whatever <laughs> right just that set expectation and i think a lot of people especially after circuit breaker um they they know how is it like working from home would be like and a lot more understanding that goes with it. Yes. So what what like was there anyone that uh who was actually uh, an inspiration to you or like a great influence over you in this aspect of your life about like building your own businesses and stuff? Uh, I think yeah. Over 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 the like my period of life, I've had many role models or mentors that I look up to at different stage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think like, it's important to have someone to who's been there or gone through what you are currently going through to guide you through it. 
because why why try to figure it out all by yourself when you can just learn the shortcut and learn from someone else and talk just talk to someone else it doesn't have to be like a super uber professional like um so when i was modeling when i just started modeling i would like you know hang around the more experienced models and just just observe them see how they talk to other people what they do how they pose and yeah just sometimes it's outside of the job about how they manage their their like as a as a model you're basically a freelancer you do on your own business right so i kind of like observe and just learn and if you become friends with them and you can just ask them questions and then later on when i started my business it's more like okay um so i was in the soup and salad bar sort of business and i sort of just look up who in that space who have already done it so i start a kiosk style sort of business then i really read up um about Janine, Janine, what's his last name? I can't remember her last name, who started Boost Juiced. You know, her story and how it was for her, um, you know, read her article. And then when, yeah, like I say, when I was blogging, then I just look up who are the famous people who sell courses on blogging. And just every stage of your life, you just learn. Like, even when I was a new mom, like, who do I talk to? I just simply just talk to my cousins, like, like my cousins, well, um, who are you know who were moms way before me and just kind of share knowing that these are you know things that you go through is normal it just makes you feel a lot better so there's no one person I feel that should be like encompassing everything it's just more like at which stage of life what do you want to up level in and just look for that person who just slightly have done it before you it doesn't have to be someone who's like Oh, I want to start a business. I need to look at someone who has got like a multi-million dollar business. That's too far ahead for me, right? She will not understand <clears throat> what is it like to start a business from home because she started a multinational business. So just look for who you want to be, who you want to be like, and just look for that person who can just guide you because she has just maybe just been through it five years ahead of you. So she would have more... Um, relevant advice and experience to share with you. Mm-hmm. I agree. I see that you often talk about like having mentors and even mm-hmm. in your current business as well, uh, you talk about mentorship and coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually personally very high on mentorship myself because I yeah. feel like um, you, you can only have these people in your life. They, they, they are the only ones who can really tell you like, your blind spot and you can only go so far by yourself. But yeah. you would actually really need someone to give you a little push uh, just for the fact that they are probably coaching you and stuff like that, giving you some tips and tips and tricks, right? So, But but a lot of people actually find like uh, mentorship, uh, uh, stuff like that, like a very, very big word. So what would you actually say about that? Do you think so actually is a dated concept? <laughs> like maybe when people think about mentorship, they think about like Kung Fu Panda and all that kind of stuff. <laughs>
tailored to you, you will actually see transformation a lot quicker than you trying to do it yourself. It's just really that. And I think people are more open to that just because, you know, from the fitness side and then now it goes to uh, either business coaching or parenting coaching or life coaching in general, like mindset and up-level and uh, emotional coaching and all of marriage coaching, trans what marriage counseling, right? So in a way, it's a type of coaching. And what people often forget is that it's besides just people like teaching you what to do, having a mentor is also a type of connection because she has been there. She could link you up with who you need to get into, right? Like um, like yesterday's coaching call with my students, um, some of my students want to get to the media. I immediately link them up with the editors that I know. So besides that, yeah, it's just like, like a relationship. It's like just someone who's been there, who can connect you with the right people, can push you a little bit further than you trying to figure out on your own. Yes, you can definitely like Google everything yourself, for sure, for sure. It's, it just takes a lot of time. It's very confusing because um, it doesn't have that kind of like unique style of of working and where get to where they are today. And um, those are the little things that people don't share. Right? So, for example, I do share a lot of free content, videos, blog posts about, okay, seven things you do, blah, 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 blah. But it's not in the actually coaching call when they ask me questions that, Oh, yes, I remember I also have this tiny little tip that I can only verbally tell you. Like, you know, oh, you know, blah, 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 this, 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 this. But it's hard to, like, write it in a whole article. A article, I can just give you the sort of, like, the surface level thing. I can do tell you what to do, but actual how is really hard to explain over a an article or a YouTube video. So, um, yeah, so if you want to learn something in depth, do, instead of, you know, I see a lot of people just follow like 20 gurus or like, oh, I follow a lot of motivational people on Instagram and they think that's enough. And more often than not, you get confused by because person A say do this, person B say social media, person C say uh, no social media, you don't need social media. So what is it, right? So decide which one speaks the most to you and go deep. You will learn, you will advance a lot more if you were to learn just 60% from one person than trying to get 10% from 20 people. I, I feel like coaching and mentorship is like at the end of the day about like the relationship that you have mm -hmm. with that person because it's essentially not what you know in life, it's really who you know to mm -hmm. really be able to help you uh, go get somewhere. Yeah, and sometimes you're so close to your problem you just don't see it. Like you need an, a third party, just like, you know, uh, Tiger Woods. You don't need like the you know, best golf player in the world. Why does he need a coach? You just need a third eye, someone from the outside to see how you play. I don't think like maybe his coach is a better player than him. It's just that he knows the proper technique. He knows the formula um, to kind of like guide him. Like maybe this way, you can try it this way that can push him that little bit further. So like all Olympic athletes, as we know it, they have coach. So you can't do it by yourself. So I think that that's actually a lot of people, they do want to start their own business, you know, they mm -hmm. want to be entrepreneurs. So they, 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 but they may not actually have anybody to mentor them. Yeah. What do you think are like some of the qualities that one should see or seek for in, mm. uh, like if they want to find like a mentor or like a coach? Yeah. 
the aspect of uh, business building? Like, yeah. what, what do you think, like, is the quality? Yeah, I think there are, that's a very good question because there are a lot of like mentor or coach out there. I teach you investing, I teach you business, I teach you this, I teach you that. You need to look at whether that person has experience building their own businesses. Just like, you know, someone who said, oh, I teach you how to invest in property. How many property has this person invested in, right? Same with business. I can teach you about business. What kind of business have you built? How successful was it? Um, in which field? Right? So if you want to like build a, um, a unicorn, you want to get into the app business, I may not be the right person for you because I've never built an app. I never, um, uh, how to say, uh, tried to get investment or funding. I'm not, right? But um, for me, it's like, but I've built businesses from home. I built F&B businesses. I built a service consultancy business. I built a now an educate online education business. So if those are the things that you want to build, or I have a e-commerce business. So if that kind of thing you want to build, then maybe I can help you because I've done it. So look for coach who has been there themselves. Just like if you want to look for a weight loss coach, right? I think it's. I'm not saying like the people who never been through weight loss are not good, but you would have better, I think, personally, experience with someone who were actually fat and then now have been like super fit because just because they understand that emotional turmoil that you're currently going through because they've been through it. And the second thing is I, I do think that getting a mentor or a coach who is married and have kids it's very important for me and maybe because I'm a parent. I feel like once you're a parent, you know the level of accountability, the level of responsibility you have because you have someone that rely on you. So having a mentee for myself, like having a student, I know that they are relying on me and I feel like, um, yeah, knowing someone that is a parent, they've been through that, they've been responsible in their life and not like, you know, they just leave for themselves and then they could like, hey, I just shut this and just fly away. You can't find them anymore, right? Someone who has a business, a family, I sound like more grounded and rooted. They can't just like shut down and just move away, I, I guess. I don't know. That's, that's not the most, um, how to say, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of like an emotional thing. I just feel like if that person is a parent, I would connect to them more and just feel more secure that they are a parent. So. I know, I know what you mean. Because uh, <laughs> essentially, I feel that the truth is, uh, even if like um, people who don't have children or they're not married, they, they say that they, they understand, but there's a lot of things that you wouldn't be able to really truly understand unless yeah. you're a kid at home. And if you like want to start a business or you, it's difficult. Like imagine like my my mentor is going to be like a man, and he's a single man. He doesn't have family. Probably they are also not believers of like family building. And then you <laughs> tell him like, sorry, today cannot do this because a child this and that and this is real. So a lot, in fact, a lot of people would also have such struggles. Like even when they tell their bosses, like you know, I have to take because my kid is this. So, <laughs> In fact, one of my friends, she shared with me, like, during her pregnancy, she was puking so badly that her boss actually just thought that she was just pretending. Oh. So, you know, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, like, right. Exactly. Yeah. Never like, been through it. They just don't know. Yes. 
Yeah, they have the best intention, but they just they, they just can't relate to you. And I'm also like speaking like for myself because when 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 I was like one of those who like wasn't married and I didn't have my children, I I cannot understand a thing like I cannot understand a thing that my friends were telling me, and only after like I I joined like the the club. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Uh, so now you don't do that to my children, okay? Ah, and don't you feel like you know? Ever since you become a mom, you are just a lot more responsible. I find it for myself. Yeah. I used to be like not responsible. It's like my, hey, my I just live for myself, right? version of me. Exactly, it's totally different. It's just like I was, I was like, yeah, I was like the naughty kid, right? I was like, do what I want. I don't care about you. Kind of like you know, break the rules, kind of person. But once I become a mom, it's like. Hey, someone rely on me. <laughs> You're like, oh, I need to be the role model now. You know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's why I think it's yes. I think this is like a really very important point. Like, to what a person really, uh, whom a person really want to look up to, the person really have to be able to uh, understand. Because I used to have a mentor, but um, mm. uh, it was difficult for her to really understand like the things that I was going through as a mom because uh, she was single and stuff like that. Mm. So a lot of things will will, will stem from like. Why cannot do you know why you cannot do this like why is it so difficult to remember this but I think mummy mummy brain is like a real thing. Yeah yeah it's like oh I just forgot I I walk into the room and I'm like why am I here again and I have to like retrace my step and then I was here oh yes and then go back again like yeah and you might forget it again. Yeah I mean I'm not saying like the single person that like have the you know not a good intention it's just that. Yeah, I mean, like, if if you're single, I mean, by all means, go with someone who's single or just yeah, be to where you are. Just like a relationship coach, right? If you're asking for relationship advice, you ask someone who has been in like a serious, successful relationship. You don't ask someone who's like never been in a relationship. You just don't know how it works. No matter how much read, no matter how much like how much certificate they've been through, they just don't. Yeah. So I I know that you have your own mentor. I I hmm. actually seen you mention about her before. Ah, uh, I have a lot. So which one? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but maybe can you briefly share with us like maybe one of your mentor, like how you get to know him or her? I think it's a her, right? Uh, well actually we did team. Well, I do have a mentor who's a her. Um, Kate. Uh, she's the author of oh my god, like see mommy brain. I'm like, what's the real? Do less, yeah. She's the author of Do Less, so she talks about um the different time of the month that we can be have different kind of level of productivity, and we should work around that. And that the fact that we actually don't have to work harder in order to earn more money, because that's like a common false belief that people have. You have to work harder to earn more money. You can actually work. Not even work smarter. It's just um you can work less and earn more just using automation and like delegation and and it's not all delegation either. So that's a really good book. Um, do do less. Kate, what's her last name? Ah, uh? just call her Kate. I'm just like oh my god. Okay, mommy brain. Sorry guys, just Google yourself. Uh, and then I'm also part of um uh uh key person of influence. This is back in maybe five years ago. Daniel Priestley. Um, who talks about how the um, expert kind of like expert currency is more than um, you know owning lands and things like that? Because like back in those days, it's like in order to be you know uh, to be rich or like you know be like be better is that to own a piece of land, right? You can like stake your claim on a piece of land. These days, there's no more land, so the only thing that you can stake a, um, your 
kind of like your 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 thing on is your expertise. Find your niche and be an expertise on that, and you can monetize on that and like creating assets and all that. So Daniel Priestley is another person, and currently I'm part of uh, Industry Rockstar. It's headed by uh, Kim Minkus and his wife Alicia Minkus, and they have a team of mentors as well. His sister Corey Minkus is uh, Trevino. I think that's a married name. So she's my personal mentor, even though I work with the whole group. Um, yeah, so that's for like serious business people, I must say, because it costs like $50,000, um, US dollars. And, um, but I, I must say that, you know, I've learned all sorts of things from them. And, um, so yeah, so they, they're probably my latest one. And I am, yeah, I'm also training under Brandon Bouchard on productivity. Just because I feel like, um, a lot of my mommy audience has problems with productivity and, um, because as much as we want to start a business, like if you can't be productive, you can't manage your emotional um, well-being and like living your best life and most fulfilled life, then you you just can't can't you know um, carve out time for for this part of your life. So so yeah, so I'm constantly learning as well. So yeah. <laughs> like one of the things that I actually learned through like my 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 that particular conversation with you was. I really had to like go out there uh, more and find out like who are the people that uh, I could possibly learn from and to be part of the community I think it's really mm-hmm. so if you are like like looking at starting your own business I think this is like two of the important things that you gotta have like somebody that you can model after and also a community that you can be in so that you can always like rub off the you know whatever that's going on yeah, like your if your friends are like you know all talking about business, you have no no choice but to like oh yeah be inspired about you know all this online marketing or like you know starting a podcast if your friends are podcasters then you can't oh you know I find this like app or whatever. But if none of your friends you don't have any community like that, it's just easy to go back to like just talking and talking about your kids and, <laughs> and talking about people and the news and. Oh, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing time. wrong with that, but if you do want to like de- decide this is what you want to do, then you perhaps yeah find a community that that, that enjoy talking about it. Right? Other people might think we're well, like, oh my god, so sad. Right? I always talk about business and stuff, but you know we enjoy it. I enjoy it. So yeah, you do need to find your own clique. And as you know, as we grow, whether you like it or not, you get new friends <laughs> just by yeah. Right, like I don't know about you, but I mean, I still connect with some of my high school friends, but it's just more like on a, how are you? You know, blah blah blah. You can't really get deep yet, yeah, unless you catch up a lot. And with mommies these days, you don't have time to catch up a lot. I so when you catch up, you want to make sure that it's meaningful. At different phases of our lives, we will mm-hmm. connect with some people because. But I always believe that having friends is very important, though. Like, you know, one day our kids are all grown up, they're out of the house, and what do we do, right? Just me and my husband, I think we'll do a lot more, like, entertaining, having people come over, we kind of like, eat together, and, like, I, I see what, like, you know, my parents and my parents-in-law do, they have friends over, they have wine, and they just start chat, 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 right? So, yeah, having friends is cool. Yes, it's like retired, or, you know, semi-retired, and, yeah, and just, like, have friends, and, yeah. Because our kids is only going to be with us, what? 20 years, Max. You're going to go off. You need to let them fly. <laughs> True. <laughs> but 
That's why I say you very chill, mom. Mom <laughs> will start crying. <laughs> I might, but you know, just, yeah. Again, like don't worry about it until it starts. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally gonna cry if my kids like get married and stuff. <laughs> totally. It's okay, you have a boy, right? You still have to go, and then you can start crying from then. Oh well, then he will get married also, right? Then like you know, if boy, you see them even less, right? It'll be like with the husband, with the would wife. You, would you like uh? Would you like uh like the idea of them staying with you? When they're older. You mean like you have a big, big house? Yeah, like they want to stay with with the family. Yeah. With the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, ask me again in like 20 years. I'm not sure. I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. I really don't know what kind of like grannies I'll be. Like, would I prefer them to come? I, I might want to see them once a week, maybe. Or maybe I go to their place. But do I want to go through this whole mess, toys, things, and ah, things again? Mm, I'm not sure. I've, I've been through that. So she's on her own. Maybe I'll be like a dotting grandma. But at oh, this point in time, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> so before we end, what will you say to <laughs> the mom bosses out there or those who actually want to be one, you know, to start their own business and mm-hmm. they also want to care for their children? Like, mm-hmm. what, what will be something that you will say to them? Well, I say... First of all, know your why. Know why you're doing it and know really well that it's deep in your heart. This is something you want to create for yourself. It's a lifestyle um, that you want to create for yourself, having the flexibility of time, having an income while you do have to juggle with your kids. Um, I'm not saying it's easier. There will still be some slight guilt that, oh, I'm, my kids are over there sitting there and I'm sitting here doing work. But at least you're at home, you know, if they ever fall down or any milestone, you get to be there to witness it. But don't do it because I'm telling you that's a better life. Do it because you seriously think that that would make you happier. Um, and, and yeah, really trust in your decision because at the end of the day, um, nothing is easy. And a lot of people say, oh, it's so hard. Nothing is easy. It's true. Nothing is easy. But do you want to do it, right? Going out there, going to work every day is also not easy. You still need to face the crowd, you can stand for it, but you, you are just being conditioned to think that that's just automatic, it's easier. But nothing, if you really do want a lifestyle that's of the flexibility, then that's what you want. Stick with it and don't let a lot of false beliefs stop, stop you from from actually going what you want. A lot of times I think it's a mindset of, oh, this is hard. Oh, I will lose money. Oh, it will take a lot of time. It doesn't. Online business world these days has totally changed how business would work. You do not need a a big capital to start a business. I would say under 500, you can start a business. Um, A lot of time that's really up for you to decide, right? How much you want to work. That's the beauty of this. Um, and do it for the real reason. Don't do it because your friends are doing it. That's a cool thing to do. Don't do it because your husband saying, hey, you know, so-and-so is doing this, so successful, I think you should do it. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. If you're just happy being a stay-at-home mom, I, I mean, I salute stay-at-home mom, just, you know, doing it all for your children. If you're happy and that makes you content, be that, be that. that you don't have to be anything that you don't want to be. Okay, that's it. I'm getting off my soapbox now. (laughs) (laughs) 
So today I have actually learned a lot of things. I don't know about you guys, okay, but I know that you need to have good time management and then you can be productive. Uh, you don't need many, many hours to be productive. You've got to know your why and you've got to stay positive, especially if you like really want to start a business because there will be like a lot of small things, big things that may or may not bring you down. And do check her out, connect with her, go to michellehome.com or go to mumboss.academy and check out like all the online uh, coaching and she has a lot of resources out there for you guys. So I'm really, really, very happy to have you here today. Thank you so much for your time. I'm Thanks. very honored and very, very blessed today, really, to, to have you here on my show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And um, I realized that, you know, based on the question and what we just talked about, I do want to share that I have a webinar that's coming up. It's on how to find more time in your day, how to prioritize, because Again, if you don't have time, you feel like you don't have time, you can't work on a side hustle or anything that you're passionate or read more or whatever it is. So I have an upcoming webinar. It is free. Um, I will drop the link to Esther, so she will add it to the show notes, then you guys can just sign up over there. And then I hope that, um, yeah, you've already spent, what, an hour with us, and I hope that you get more value out of this and to have more time in your day to either spend with your children or go for your um, passion business. Yes. So thank you guys. And if you like the show, share with your friends, subscribe, love us, and go check out on Michelle at The Chill Mom, the chillest person I know. And I'll see you guys again on the next episode. See you guys. Bye. Bye. If you have enjoyed the episode so far, please take a screenshot and share it on social media. If you find it useful, I'm sure others would too. So please tag me at the Chill Mom so I can thank you too. Also, if growing your Instagram account is high on your priority list this year, even if it isn't, I'm telling you, it should because more and more people are coming onto the platform. Never mind all these other platforms like TikTok or Podhouse, Instagram is increasingly where people go to make their buying decisions. They're looking for new ideas, they're looking for new products, and they're used to being sold too, and they will happily spend money if they see something they like. So if Instagram is not part of your growth strategy this year, girl, you should really re-evaluate your marketing strategy. Anyway, I digress, right? Um, I just wanted to tell you that I'm running an IG growth and monetization bootcamp in less than two weeks' time, and you should absolutely sign up. I will have so much more tips and strategies that will help you grow your Instagram account, attract real followers who are interested in your brand, and how you could monetize that following for years and years to come. Now, if you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a review wherever you're listening. A good one, I hope. You can also tag me at the Chill Mom or momboss.academy on Instagram and tell me what you like or have learned from today's episode. I love seeing how you fit my podcast into your life. Till the next time, all my best and you've got this.